Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Hey there, I'm so glad you can join me today. Today, I'm going to be exploring seven areas parents miss when we talk about body safety. So you know the good touch, bad touch conversation you're supposed to be having with your kids. Parents are having that discussion, but they are missing some pretty vital things to keep their kids safe. And so if you don't think this discussion is for you, unfortunately, I wish that you were correct, but one out of four kids will be sexually abused. And that is alarming. And in my child therapy practice, I see so many kids coming in who are from good families and the parents feel like, you know, how could this have happened to us? We don't let our kids out of our eyesight. All they do is they go to school. And I think that's a really naive approach because, or a really naive perception because kids can be sexually abused all the time. They can be sexually abused at school. Unfortunately, they can be sexually abused at home by people that you know and trust. And in fact, more often than not, it is definitely someone that you know and you trust, or it's another child. In fact, that happen, that happens more than it, it's adult to child. I see more child to child sexual abuse than anything else in my practice. And they're children that you trust and you bring into your home or that they are related to you. So I hope that everybody stays tuned into this episode because every single parent, if you have kids, you should be hearing this. So let's get started. The important thing is to have this conversation frequently. And I always say, you know, have it during bath time or, you know, times where maybe your child's running around naked, you know, try to have those conversations in a natural situation. So I'm going to assume that you've already talked to them about body safety and private parts and all of that good stuff. But I want to talk about seven things that parents miss. So let's get into that. The first one is people forget to tell their kids that body secrets are not okay. When you're talking to your child about, you know, your private parts are your private parts and nobody should touch your private parts or have you touch their private parts. You also want to mention to them, if somebody ever tells you to keep a body secret, that's not okay. And that's a warning that you should come and tell me right away. Because a lot of times, you know, we say don't keep secrets, but kids have a really hard concept with that. They're like, well, you know, we're going to have a surprise party or she told me, you know, that she likes Billy that's a secret. Should I tell you that? And so we want to be really specific with our kids and let them know body secrets are not okay. And you want to do this in a way that doesn't condemn them because I've had some parents have some pretty good conversations with their kids, but bad things still happened because the kids felt condemned. You know, parents would frame it like no one should touch your private parts. That's not okay. And Hey, stop touching your private parts. Or there's a, there's a condemnation around it. And so when someone does touch their private parts, they're like, oh my gosh, I did something bad. And normally predators will reiterate that to the child. You did something bad. If you tell, you're going to get in trouble too. And so you want to reiterate that body secrets are not okay. And if they come to you and tell you a body secret, they will never get in trouble. That is number one. Number two Tell your kids that no one should take pictures or show pictures to them of private parts. And that's important because a lot of times we talk about touching, but we forget the picture component. 
And unfortunately, the world is full of sickos who like to trade pictures of children not dressed or in sexually provocative positions. And technically, that's not a bad touch. You want to tell your kids that even if they're not being touched, if someone's taking pictures or showing them pictures, that it's not a good thing either. That's a body secret and that they should tell you right away because there's lots of pedophiles out there who won't physically touch your kids. They'll just take pictures of them and that's still sexual abuse. Or there are a lot of pedophiles that will groom your child and by grooming them, they will start to show them naked pictures of other kids so that they are desensitizing them. So be sure to tell your kids that if anyone's whipping out a camera or whipping out their iPad or their computer and showing them or taking pictures, that is a big red flag. Okay. Number three, you know, it's helpful to teach your kids how to get out of these scary situations as well. So a lot of times we warn them about them, but then we don't really give them any tools to get out of those situations. Now, sadly, there's going to be situations where the child can't get out of it. You know, there are just some really sad trauma stories where there's nothing anyone could have done to prevent it. And you might do all of the things I'm going to talk about today and something still could happen. We can't control everything, but we can arm ourselves and our kids with information that could potentially save them from these traumas. And a lot of times sexual abuse happens during get togethers. I can't tell you how many kids have come into my practice who've been molested during a big family gathering and they're being molested in the other room by an uncle or an older cousin. It happens all the time, you know, right under the parent's nose. So the perpetrator is not looking for a fight. They are not looking for a difficult victim. They're looking for an easy victim. So if your child is starting to feel uncomfortable, whether someone's trying to touch their private parts or show them pictures, if they're getting the red flags of, you know, this is not going in a good direction, teach your child to lie to the perpetrator and say, I just need to go to the bathroom. And so if they're, you're in a family gathering, they're obviously not going to go to the bathroom. They're going to go and find you or find a teacher or find whoever is, you know, in charge of them. If that's a safe person, it's just, it's an option to teach them to get out of the situation without being confrontational. Not every situation will work that way where you'll be able to say, you know, to someone, I have to go to the bathroom. Sometimes they'll be physically forceful and they won't forceful and they won't let you go, but you can teach your child that that is an option. You know, just lie to them and say, I have to go to the bathroom and then find me. So the fourth one, which we've talked about before in a previous uh, episode, when we talked about stranger danger, have a code word. I'm a big fan of code words. So let's take that same casual scenario where, um, you know, I had a situation where a child came to me and they were at a family gathering and they had some people over who were helping them with their move. And then while they were being helped, the child got molested. So they were up in a bedroom. Now in that situation, the child could have come down if it wasn't a forceful situation. And a lot of times it's not, it's more a game or like, Hey, this is our little secret, you know, more often than not, it's not a aggressive physical dominance situation, although that does happen. And in those situations, you know, unfortunately there's nothing really you can do at that point, except maybe scream. But I'm talking about those subtle ones where they're trying to uh, befriend you and make it a fun sexual game. 
So if you had a code word, that child could come downstairs if they said, Hey, I have to go to the bathroom and they left and then they came to you and they said their code word. You know, I think we had used elbow for the previous episode and your child can say, Hey, I hurt my elbow mom. And you instantly, we know, okay, something inappropriate is happening and your child's trying to warn you that can help. Or if they're at a sleepover and your child calls you and says, you know, mom, my elbow is hurting. They can say that right in front of the perpetrator and you know, and your child knows that they just told you something inappropriate is happening and you can be there in a flash. So have a code word up next. We're going to go over the last three tips that parents often miss that can save their child some big trauma. Stay tuned. You're listening to AT parenting survival podcast. Okay. So the fifth one I want to talk about is And we kind of already talked about this a little bit. You want to reiterate to your kids that they will never be in trouble for telling you a body secret or if something happened to them. Most of the kids that I've worked with in my therapy practice who have been sexually abused, when I ask them, you know, what made you not tell your mom or dad? What made you keep it private? Because that's really good information to know for their future life and also for other kids. And more often than not, they'll say, I was afraid I was going to get in trouble. I was told that no one should touch my private parts and somebody did. And so I didn't want to tell my mom or my dad because I thought they would yell at me. And like I said earlier, that's reinforced by perpetrators. They will say that too. You know, you're going to get in trouble. No one's going to believe you. You know, I'm an adult and you're a child. They're not going to believe you. So I always tell my kids, Hey, no matter what, if you tell me a body secret or if someone touched your private parts, you are never, ever in trouble. You can always come to me. And so that's a good thing to reiterate. Number six, you want to tell your kids that, you know, I really don't like the good touch, bad touch, you know, from the 1970s thing, because it's not really a bad touch. And this is completely confusing to kids because when you say it's a bad touch, you know, a touch to the private part does not feel bad. It tickles or it feels good. And so that adds another layer of guilt to the child because they're like, you know what? He touched my private parts and it wasn't a bad touch. It felt good. And now I feel bad that it didn't feel bad. So I'm not going to tell anybody because there's something wrong with me. So it's important to tell your children that a body touch, I like to call them body touches instead of, you know, private, private touches or a bad touch, good touch, a private. I mean, I'm sorry. I just told you not to say that (laughs) a body touch might tickle or feel good. And that it's okay because private parts sometimes feel good when you touch them. That's how they're made. And if somebody touches it, it's not going to feel bad, but they shouldn't be touching your private parts. And so if you reiterate that early on, then they're not going to be feeling guilty when, or hopefully it won't happen. But if somebody does touch their private parts, they're not going to be like, okay, that wasn't a bad touch. So I don't know what a bad touch is, but it wasn't that. So I'm not going to tell anybody. So the last tip, tip number seven is tell your children that these rules apply to even kids or someone they know, because like I said earlier, it's not like strangers are going around molesting kids. Yes, that does happen, but more often than not, it is someone they know it is their best friend. It is the uncle. It's the coach. It is anybody. And so if we If we don't stress that to our children, that nobody, no matter what should touch your private parts, except mom and dad, when they're cleaning you 
or putting medicine on and your doctor, you know, or if you have another caregiver that takes care of them. I mean, it just depends on your situation, obviously, but you want to let your children know that, you know, even if someone they know or another child, nobody should be touching their private parts. So I think that's a really important topic to touch on, even though I know it's a little doom and gloomish, but I just wish that every parent would have this conversation because there is a theme with the kids that come into my office that have had trauma and the theme isn't their socioeconomic background and their theme isn't that they go to a really rough school and their theme isn't that they come from a broken home. The theme is the parents did not talk enough about this. And I don't think you have to talk about it in a really awkward, uncomfortable way. You just have to hit this once in a while. And even the parents that did that pretty consistently, they missed these seven points somewhere because it didn't, it wasn't a bad touch or they felt like they were going to get in trouble. That's a big one. Or it was never talked about. You know, some parents feel like, you know, I don't know when the right time is to talk about this. And I tell parents, talk about it from the very beginning. I mean, I talked to my toddlers about it when I was bathing them and in not in a really scary sort of way, but I would just say, you know, this is called whatever, you know, whatever name, you know, and most of the time people, professionals will recommend that you use real names for private parts. And that's, you know, depending on your comfort zone on what you want to say, but it is important to eventually, as they get older, label their private parts appropriately, because I have worked, I worked with one child and she called her bottom, her vagina, and that was really confusing. And so when she got forensically interviewed, because she had been sexually abused, she said that he touched her bottom and they were really not able to prosecute because she was not able to verbalize and give them direct information about what happened to her. You know, and I'm sure there were all sorts of other issues that went wrong with that case that I wasn't privy to. But if, if your kids are able to specify, I mean, I had so many kids who would call different body parts, different names and it was confusing and it messed up the forensic interview. So, you know, definitely teach them the correct anatomy, the correct words. But when you're bathing your toddler, you can say, you know, nobody should touch your, we'll just use private parts for right now, but nobody should touch your private parts. You know, that, you know, only mommy and daddy when we're cleaning you and the doctor. And when my kids were really little and I was bathing them, I would say that. And that's pretty much the only time we talked about it. If anyone ever touches your body and they tell you to keep, keep it a secret, that's a body secret. And you should tell mom, you know, or you should tell dad, or you should tell your teacher, but always tell mom too. I always add that because I don't want them to tell their teacher. And then I never know about it. That's not really going to help. You know, you know, maybe the teacher will be like, oh, whatever. That's not that important. And so um, I rather get more information than less. And in fact, I do like my kids will come up to me and, you know, they'll say, Oh, you know, um, I'll just use fake names, but they'll be like, Hayden showed me his private parts today. And I'll be like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, they're in preschool. So that's normal on some level. They're in the bathroom altogether. And then, you know, maybe my little one will be like, and I told the teacher because Hayden needs to put his private parts in his pants. And I just know that they're telling me these things and everything they tell me isn't alarming because nothing bad has happened, but they're communicating because they know the boundaries and they know that they shouldn't be seeing other people's private parts. So that does help. And as the, as your kids get older, you're going to want to have more of a dialogue and a little bit more in depth of a dialogue. 
when they're toddlers, you start doing it at bath time. And then when they get a little bit older, like, you know, my child's seven now and he's running around naked, you know how that goes. And you're like, okay, you're seven. You need to get dressed in your, in your bedroom. It's not okay for you to run around naked because none of us should really be seeing your private parts all the time. So go in the bedroom. So teaching them boundaries is helpful. And then as your kids get older into like their double digits, then you start having a deeper conversation. And so like with my 13 year old, maybe when she was like, you know, eight or nine, when she was starting to get old enough to go to sleepovers, I would have conversations with her. If she feels unsafe, when she goes to someone's house, trust her gut. I remember having a conversation with her and saying, just because someone is a dad or an uncle or your coach, it doesn't mean that they don't make bad choices too. And if anyone, anyone makes you uncomfortable, if you're at your friend's house and the dad gives you the creeps, you know, you call me and give me that code word. So I think it's good to start because it's good to start having those more in-depth conversations with your kids. If they don't know that's a possibility, they're not going to know to have that on their radar and their gut might be screaming at them. Something's not okay. Something's not okay. But intellectually they might normalize it because no one taught them to trust their gut and no one taught them that there are these things, unfortunately, that happen out there that are not okay. Kids aren't going to have that knowledge and we don't want to scare them, but yet we don't want them to be a victim because they didn't know. And these two kids that came in and um, a relative had been touching them and they told me they didn't know it was wrong. You know, he made it a game and, you know, the older child said, you know, I knew that something was probably not right. I didn't, no one else played it with us in that way, but he had made it a game. He called it something and they were little enough that they didn't know that maybe that was not okay. And the only reason what it ever came out is because a doctor was examining them and said, you know, I'm going to touch your private parts, but nobody else should. And that was the first time that kids had heard that and they disclosed what had happened to them. And so there just was no knowledge that that game was inappropriate, even though the child's gut was telling her, Hmm, this doesn't feel right. So education is so key for both you and your kids. So I know that was kind of a deep, disturbing topic, but I just think it's so important. And maybe in a future episode, if you like this topic, you can leave a comment, um, on my website at anxious toddlers.com backslash PSP dash zero zero five. That is this episode. You know, let me know if you want to hear more about this, because I do have another topic I'd love to go into is how kids, how perpetrators groom your kids and how they kind of get into your family and good families. You know, this, this is not happening to bad families. I think that's a total misperception. So let me know if you want to hear more about it. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to send more episodes out there that are kind of upsetting, but this one's so important. So that does it for today's episode. If you are enjoying these episodes, please subscribe. You can go to anxious toddlers backslash PSP dash zero zero five for, um, the show notes and to subscribe. And if you are appreciating what I'm putting out there, you can show your gratitude one very simple way. And that is to review this podcast that will invigorate me to keep going. And you taking the time to do that gives back and it's, it's so appreciated. So I really hope that you'll do that for me. And until next time, I really hope that you find the sparkle in every day. I'll talk to you in a few days. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for listening to AT Parenting Survival Podcast. For more tips and parenting support, visit anxioustoddlers.com.